Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Day two of WrestleMania, mm-hmm. did you see Snoop yesterday as we are recording this on a Monday? It was all over everywhere I turned last night when I like picked up my phone, my phone, like Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. That guy, I, d- I don't even know what happened. I, could you talk me through it? Because I, I like I don't follow wrestling, but I know that Snoop like got into the ring and like did a crazy wrestling move. He saved Day two of WrestleMania. What he happened? saved it. What happened? Okay. Uh, I will give background quickly because <laughs> I want to get to the video so fast. Okay. The background is um, WrestleMania was this past Saturday and Sunday here in Los Angeles. Hollywood WrestleMania. Massive main events. Both nights, Snoop Dogg came out at the beginning, had these interstitials running through it. He came out with Rey Mysterio on the first night in a lowrider. Legend. He comes out on the second night with a guy named The Miz, who I will just say is... One of my favorite guys. I love The Miz. Special surprise guest, Shane McMahon of the McMahon family. Vince McMahon. Yeah. Okay. Shane McMahon comes in. We haven't seen him for a long time. He and The Miz have a massive rivalry that's been going on all year. Shane gets into the ring. He's dancing. He's shuffling. And Snoop Dogg's in there and he's like, I promised a surprise match today. I promised a surprise match between The Miz and Shane McMahon. Let's go. Bell rings. Snoop hops out of the ring. So much adrenaline is pumping through Shane McMahon, and I don't think it's on the video we have, but he um, throws the Miz into the ropes. Miz does a leapfrog over him. There's a lot of just like fun acrobatic moves, but in the middle of it, Shane twists, his ankle gives, and he tore his quad. Yeah! And at first, I thought it was a fake injury to lead to more surprises. Right. But you run it back a couple times. Yeah. He really hurt himself. So a Shane, torn quad. That's no. Oh, my God. I can't imagine the pain. So the Shane pain. McMahon is on the ground grabbing his leg. Nobody knows if it's real or fake. The Miz is holding his adrenaline. He has an angry face on. He's going around the ring, holding it together, but behind the eyes. What's going on? What happens? Mm-hmm. And Snoop, in the middle of all of this chaos, improvises and saves the day. Let's run the tape. We have the video here for anyone who's checking out our YouTube. You can just watch uh, in our lovely new Petty Cash Studios. We have video capabilities. So here it is. Okay. So that's Shane McMahon? Yes. In a sparkle No, that's suit. The Miz. Okay. So that's Snoop the Miz. runs in and goes, I know I promised everyone a match. Sucker punches The Miz. Okay. And now we are at after The Miz gets sucker punched by Snoop. And he's flat on his back. He's in the ring. Snoop is stalking around. He looks like such a pro. Hyphen up the crowd. He looks amazing. His fit is so sick. And he gives him a little kick and another kick. And then what like this just is he letting him know what he's going to do? Is that what he's doing? He takes his sunglasses off, whips him into the crowd. Oh, my God. Look at him. He's. So badass. Watch him run into the ropes. Boom. He's, he's doing a little off the and then he and another into the ropes and he People's drops. elbow. <laughs> People's elbow. People's elbow. That's the, what that move is called. It's the rocks move. Okay now. Yeah. I know nothing about wrestling, and that was so thrilling to watch. Improvising like that, that like he just that it's so amazing that he pulled it off. There's this wonderful moment in between Snoop coming in the ring. And Shane McMahon being hurt, where you hear Snoop on the mic being like, I promised this crowd a fight. I promised this crowd a fight. Drops the mic, sucker punches the Miz, does what we just saw. And that clip cuts off. But then the beauty of it, too, props to the Miz, takes the sucker punch, drops, flails, protects himself on the people's elbow. And mm-hmm. then Snoop wraps his leg and a ref comes in and counts to three <laughs> and does the pin. Uh-huh. And Snoop's the freaking hero. It's he's the greatest stoner alive of all time. Of all time, yeah, yeah, amazing. It's unreal. This just the best. It's I I would have given anything to be there. <laughs> Watching him run to the ropes mm-hmm. with those tiny little steps, and then like kind of leap over the Miz and do a couple more tiny little steps. Yeah. It's so obvious that the dude is a wrestling fan. Yes. One, because he knows a finishing move from The Rock. (laughs) Two, he's such a consummate performer that he does like all this stuff to bring the crowd in silently before he whips his sunglasses out and throws them into the crowd, which gets the biggest pop in the world. Like 
masterful. He is for me on the on a level with Keanu Reeves in John Wick because we were talking about how Keanu Reeves is like the Barishnikov of action movies right now. Snoop is like at a similar level, like just completely in control of his body and his audience in a really exciting way. Like that's so dope. So dope. Man, someday we'll have him on the pod, right, Mike? We absolutely will. We got a dream. We got we'll to keep kick dreaming. It with him. That'll be that'll be our final episode. We'll be we'll be like we're done and we're done. Yeah. That is he people elbowed the pod. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, that'll be like uh when Connor Ratliff dead eyes got Tom Hanks and he was like, and now we can rap? Little Snoop Dogg is when we can grub land. <laughs> that's gonna be phenomenal i cannot wait so um it's just all i've been talking about i've been on a, i was on a fun text group text all wrestlemania weekend with uh eddie firth eric wilson all the homies and we're yeah. just talking shit getting upset about how outcomes happen but boy oh boy we all came together when snoop dogg saved the day hell yes what up mary jane how's it going mike so so good. What an amazing weekend. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Cooking. Culture. Calling shit out. And the goat of all time, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Do I have to say goat of all time? Does that even make sense? Greatest of all time, all time. Yeah. ATM machine <laughs> a machine. redundant. Redundant. <laughs> a little redundancy. Redund redundancy. <laughs> the goat of all time. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, Man. I'm allowed. I'm allowed it, to make mistakes on my own podcast. It also sets up what could be some fantastic like future Snoop Dogg like cameos oh because yes. you know it's one thing for him to stand on stage with a mic and get the crowd hyped dude was born to do that dude has so many hits that you know it's gonna be legends on legends for the rest of his life forever but now if he could be like some wrestler's manager where he's sitting on the sidelines the whole time and he slides some brass knuckles into like, you know, a heel or he comes in and like put somebody in a sleeper hold and then like he's hitting a blunt while putting them to sleep oh, with man. a chokehold. Do you so know what good. I'm saying? I do. I do. I just love how he has totally infused himself into every aspect of popular culture. Like he's selling Bic lighters with Martha Stewart and he's running his weed empire and he's playing his fucking music at the Super Bowl and he's here at WrestleMania. He's like, what can't he do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, speaking of celebrations, uh, the day this episode drops is your birthday. Happy birthday, Mary Jane. Thank you. It is my birthday today, the day this episode drops. Thank you very much, Mike. That's very exciting. Thank you. We are both um, the deepest of Aries. Oh my God. Yes. Like classic, stubborn, furious half of the time, deeply loyal, a lot of fun. Um We'll yeah. cut you out immediately if needed. <laughs> yeah, I think you might even have me beat on that one, but we're both pretty we're pretty yeah. up there with that. Yeah, yeah, if we had like video game stat lines where it's like stamina, aggressive, cut you out of your cut cut you out of my life forever. <laughs> like, yeah, my stat would be, you know, 10x to your 3x. Yeah, we gotta even compete about being Aries. That's how Aries we are. <laughs> like who's more of an Aries here? Producer Mark is an Aries too, man. This is a whole Aries studio. Mark is a different breed of Aries a than of us. Fire. Well, Mark just has it on lock better than we do, but he burns hot underneath, yeah. deep down. Yeah. You well, can see it. <laughs> it's true. He's just got the steel doors to contain the fire. You know, mm -hmm. I don't have that as mm -hmm. well as much. What's what's uh, how, how have birthdays been for you? How do you like having a birthday I at all? I love a birthday. I have always loved my birthday. It's usually around Easter and or spring break. So it's usually like kind of like a fun festive time. People are usually like, you know, excited that the weather is getting a little better. Growing up in Newfoundland, it was always my dad said the crocuses would come out for my birthday, which are those beautiful little flowers. So it was like the first signs of spring generally. Um, I've always enjoyed my birthday. My greatest birthday of all time was my 33rd birthday when a group of friends took me to Atlantic City. I think there were 10 or 12 of us. We all piled into a van. We drove from New York down to Atlantic City and we all got super dressed up and went to this casino on mushrooms and just like ran around and played blackjack and roulette and like went go-karting and it was just like one of the most magical times of my life I remember like running around screaming um that song final countdown <laughs> just like with all of my friends just like living life to the absolute max so I've had some really good birthday celebrations my 40th was at Big Sur with my sister that was beautiful um this one I'm just gonna like chill I think I think when this drops I'll probably be on a beach in Malibu hopefully very nice yeah also still with mushrooms yeah, definitely. Some light, some light little, you know, daytime mushrooms. And then um, I want to play, will you play pinball with me? I will. Ooh, I almost, I'm such an, I almost said I will beat you at pinball wow. instead of celebrating your birthday. On my birthday. birthday. 
Jesus. As it came out of my mouth, I know I still said it, but I stopped myself from saying it the way I would have said it. Nice. Yeah, which is like, I will destroy you on your birthday at pinball. Great. Actually, you won't because I'm a pinball wizard. I'm so good at Elvira. I'm so good at Simpsons. I'm so good at, there's an X-Files one I've played that I'm very yeah, good at pinball. Yeah, but you've played with me and you know that I'm a better pinball player than you are. <laughs> It's my birthday. You have to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about my pinball versus your pinball. I am. I have never gotten into the zone where yeah. I am like hitting it ramps over and over, going through the circuits over and over. I can get like big jackpot wins on like my third ball that'll put me over that hundred million hump. And then you hear that satisfying pop. Absolutely. And then I might win like one of those like I, the number needs to be 50 and you get an extra ball 50 mm -hmm. on 50. So I've had good short term big pop runs. I have seen you. I can keep that ball going for like half an hour. I swear to God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I would say you are so much more consistent. I might just have like a couple of lucky breaks at the end of the day. Well, I think we're going to have a great time together um, competing and trying to outdo each other. Big pinball questions for you. One, do you like the flippers uh, about halfway up the ramp? Yes. You do like that? Love the extra flipper. Okay. Any game that only has the two flippers at the bottom is like a subpar game, in my opinion. Agreed. I mean, some of the really good old ones are that style. But yeah, I like the extra flippy-doos. And I love like intricate, lots and lots and lots of ramps. Gotta have the ramps happening. And I also really love the, like one of my favorite oldie oldies that I used to play at the Games Arcade in St. John's, Newfoundland all the time was Pinbot. Did you ever play Pinbot? I haven't heard of it. It's a really old one, but it's like you have to like light everything up to open a bunch of shit up and then you have to like fill those holes with balls and then you get these like crazy multi-balls and oh. Oh, I love a multi-ball. You know what the thing is about pinball is that it's like so exciting and soothing at the same time because like you get the adrenaline of having a great time, but also your mind can't go anywhere else. It just has to be focused on the pinball. So it's sort of meditative. I was just talking about this with um, our friend Elise mm. the other day because she was saying how much she loves getting high and playing pinball. It's just like it's the most calming thing I, I can think of as a game of pinball. Except. What? The other thing that you're much better at than me at pinball. Oh. You're a tilt totaler. You you what will you, mean? you will ride that very thin line between oh, yeah. tilt and not tilt to get that ball still in play. Oh, I will shove a hip into that machine and like lift it off the ground a couple of inches for sure. Tilt warning. I'm not afraid of you. I, I, until... <laughs> and I grew up in the 80s. Like, you know, <laughs> we used to like hit our games really hard. This is like before it was all like, you know, fancy electronics. Like you would go to the games arcade and like beat shit up. It was great. <laughs> I got so nervous. The first time we played pinball together was in Alaska at Coots. Oh. And I remember like I, uh, I was pretty buzzed and i remember i went first mm -hmm. and i i kind of like quickly lost and then i just sat in the cut with you but you were shoving the machine and i was like where'd you get kicked out of here mary jane you I can't kicked out from coots the <laughs> legendary dive bar where they've got like underwear hanging from the ceiling i don't think so you just <laughs> the way that you play it was very aggressive i was and, and i was like yeah she's not scared of a tilt warning at all like no. until that until that game crashes you are going to um, play to win that game that time of my life when I learned how to play pinball was the same time of my life where I was playing water polo and we were talking about this on a re recent episode where like I had to be physically aggressive with the guys because they were physically aggressive with me so often I would go to the games arcade and take out some of that physical aggression on the pinball machines like that was definitely a way that I worked it out that's awesome i hope everyone <laughs> listening is picturing you in like season six of stranger things <laughs> as that like guest cameo where everyone's crowded around like who is she what's going on <laughs> she seems so mad <laughs> <laughs> i was <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be so great. Yeah. I um I'm I also excited. I I also wanted to ask you on your birthday. Mm -hmm. Cupcake, slice of cake, whole cake with candles? Mm, maybe pie, honestly. Pie. Like some key lime pie or some lemon meringue pie. Mark is furious. Or some <laughs> Mark, that's such a disappointed face. I love pie. I'm not a huge cake fan unless maybe it were like something like a I'm like weird with cake. I want like olive oil cake or carrot cake. I don't want like the, wow. Mark is like leaning back and rubbing his stomach. Like he's so disappointed. Okay. I'd love cake. <laughs> don't no, change I don't know. your birthday choices for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark, I'll give you a cake for your birthday. Um, yeah, I would say like maybe some pie or pie. maybe some 
what do we have at uh, Chispaca? What was that dessert? That um, that crazy fucking dessert? Budino, which is like smoked butterscotch caramel like whipped a, cream situation. Like kind of like a pudding. Yeah, burnt. Not so much smoked. That's the wrong term. Burnt. Yeah. Burnt That's butterscotch. That's kind of what I want. I want more pudding, pudding and pie rather than cake. But depending on where we end up, I mean, you know, just stick a candle in anything so I can blow it out. <laughs> 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 stick a oh, candle man. in anything so i can blow it out yeah it's interesting i'm starting to really like draw like subtextual parallels in your birthday you like to beat up pinball machines mm -hmm. you like super tart cakes yes. or pies i like intense You're intense. intense things i like an, i really do i like an, i'm not i'm not in the comfort you know mm -hmm. i like i like feeling a little pain at all times even when it's pleasurable pleasurable so if i get you um like some kind of gift card to an snm dungeon for your birthday maybe i would totally check out an snm dungeon i've never done that kind of thing and i honestly like there were a few parties that i went to back in the days when i was going to like burning man parties that were very like super polyamorous and everyone would show up and crazy outfits and like spank the shit out of each other i ended up at a couple of those parties where i got spanked with a um a paddle like a wooden frat paddle yeah there yeah. was a, one where i got spanked with a paddle that had a heart cut out in the wooden paddle and so it would leave heart-shaped welts cool <laughs> and it was kind of interesting but i didn't i'm not really into getting spanked at parties and like that's not my thing and the dungeon thing I wait think hold on like, i have a question is I, it is it the public or the spanking that was like taking away from or were they both not for you i think they're both not for me although i am interested in exploring boundaries in general but that part is the, the public part yeah yeah like i think that the pain boundary is something that is kind of interesting um for me but yeah i just don't i don't want people to i don't know i'm not a voyeur and i, d I don't want to be looked at that's not my thing uh, same i'm a solo solo person or a solo or with one partner in my house so the snm <laughs> so the snm dungeon be you and a dominatrix of some kind in yeah. a safe setting with a bunch of different types of things to explore i guess so i mean that doesn't really feel like something i would want to do but i mean if someone gave me it's a non-refundable okay. i know i was gonna say if you gave me a gift certificate to that i'd be like interesting like what what is this like what does this look like maybe i'd learn something about myself that i just had no idea like oh i love being tied down and tickled or whatever that oh, yeah. is you okay, know cool. i definitely don't want that okay well i Sounds can't go like back to bella the leather queen and be like hey i need that money back this didn't go <laughs> as i floated it on the pod and now uh we got to figure something else out can i get that yeah cash back is that what you're giving me for my birthday is it not anymore okay <laughs> <laughs> awesome what what do you think about like a we work dungeon like i'm you know how like we work um crash nothing 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 good is working out right now like okay um so what do you think about like instead of like a pizza hut kfc or a taco bell kfc like mm -hmm. a we work snm dungeon or mm. some kind of like dog daycare um i have no daycare. idea what you're getting at i'm just trying to think of like new combinations that could work out in this like weird economy that we're in oh i don't know oh how a we work dungeon what yeah. would that look like like you know a little work and a little bit of play so like you would get all your emails done you would do your writing and then on your lunch break you would go into the basement uh -huh. and get stepped on okay with like battery cables on your nipples and then go back up and uh there's get back to work definitely someone in the world who really wants that for yeah, sure right i feel like it's probably already in berlin but i'm just spitballing for here in the states elon musk probably wants that you know what i mean Ugh. he'll he'll set that shit up elon that motherfucker right now did you see did you see bill oakley's tweet no that so okay it's a little convoluted but basically elon musk had a little hissy fit because you know the new york times is critical of him and so he pulled their blue check mark he had said that he was going to leave some news outlets as verified um news outlets with the blue check like the la times still has its blue check mark for instance but he pulled the new york times blue check mark he's been tweeting like poop emojis and saying like all of their stuff is just like diarrhea and shit and everything so the second that they no longer had their blue check mark. Bill Oakley, genius, listen to our episode with Bill Oakley, former showrunner for The Simpsons, hopped on the opportunity, changed his banner to the New York Times. And he, so it looked exactly like it. It was like the New York Times with a blue check mark. And then he wrote this tweet that I got to pull it up. Hang on a second. It was so funny. He said basically um, that they had done a, uh, hang on a second. As the New York, he's tweeting 
as the New York Times. Yes. Imposturing them. It says the New York Times. A new study confirms that despite the claims of many, mayonnaise is delicious and those who disagree are radically incorrect. More details of this six month MIT investigation at steamedhamsociety.com, which is his site, obviously. (laughs) And the Internet went wild. That's amazing. Uh, It was amazing. And since then, I think he's been uh, admonished because now he's like his header looks different and he doesn't have an avatar and stuff. So maybe he's in trouble over this. I don't know. He can't you can't be in trouble for he wrote another thing anymore later that said MYT exclusive is every trending topic on Twitter a conglomeration of right wing morons. No, but 85 percent are (laughs) full story at (laughs) it's just such a fucking genius. That guy. That's incredible. I could also because I have truly fallen out of favor with The New York Times see those as headings that would be like above the fold at this point yeah i like the way you say you've fallen out of favor with the new york times like like they were covering you and now they're not covering you anymore they used to write about me they used to write about me you mean you don't you don't like the times man i no i don't yeah they kind of suck right they they do suck like i don't care about elon i don't care about twitter even i feel like it's one of those things like the more we ignore it the sooner it goes away yeah like any bully um but i'm also bummed that this like place that i thought was Liberal, it, go, liberal, was like good and information. Oh yeah, their trans coverage has been heinous. They're yeah. like fear mongering. They're, it's a really weird time for like. So I've always put a lot of faith into mainstream media organizations. I think blind faith, honestly, and truly since Donald Trump's election. I obviously the scales have fallen from most of our eyes, I think, and we can truly see that, you know, everything is biased coverage. There's very little that is like purely just fact based investigative journalism that's happening. And like the whole fucking thing with Leslie Stahl in 60 Minutes having Marjorie Taylor Greene on her show and not pushing back against like there was this whole thing that's also breaking the Internet about how Marjorie Taylor Greene says something about um, Sandy Hook. No, it was about pedophiles, about Biden being a pedophile and a groomer. And Leslie Stahl's like, what do you mean? And she says something about, you know, like Democrats groom children and, you know, they sexualize children and that's what's going on. And Leslie Stahl just literally goes, okay. And kind of rolls her eyes and doesn't push back on it at all. And it's just so upsetting because, you know, these are the people that we're trusting to do the thing, to to push back and to, to bring us what's true and what we really need to be paying attention to and um you know like we've talked about this on here the fact that we know more about andrew fucking tate than we do about the ozone layer (laughs) right so yeah it's upsetting i still have a subscription to the times and to a bunch of other papers and i I try and like ingest as much news coverage as i can from different places so i can sort of form my own opinion but it's you know it's so cool right now to be in school um, in this program at UVM and be really forced to one, be a critical thinker. Don't believe everything you read. Absolutely. You have to think very critically about it. And two, you have to cite every single source using a very specific citation style that is, you know, you can't just like paste in a web link and be like, here you go. Right. And, um, it's, it's, it's great to be forced to remember how to be rigorous. You know, that is really nice. And yeah. I think it's cool that the last New York Times article I agreed with is that mayo is fantastic. <laughs> mayo is delicious. It's incredible. It's the mayo for me. Yeah. Uh. If you don't like mayonnaise, you're probably one of those people who's like, here's the word moist. And you're like, oh, the word moist. Or you're like, clowns actually scare me. Shut up. I know. Mayo rocks. Clowns are fine. <laughs> moist is just a word. <laughs> Hilarious. I Yes, I love mayo. I put it all over everything. I make my own sometimes. I've been making my own almond milk again lately. See. Also, just for a little virtue point there. (laughs) (laughs) See my glow? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't like... I can understand if you don't like mayo as like a too much of a glop. Jordan doesn't like mayo. Our friend Jordan. As a flavor profile, I think it absolutely is a glue to hold over uh, anything together. And it is an absolute perfect base for any kind of aioli fold in, whether it's a garlic or a chipotle or anything else. It is the perfect condiment baseline. There is no other condiment baseline as rigorously delicious and utilitarian as mayonnaise. Agreed. Thank you. I have no pushback. Neither do I. Cite your sources though. Bill Oakley. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Steamedhams.com. He knows where off he speaks. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I actually, the other day while I was watching WrestleMania, I'll just shout it out real quick. My um, parents got me 
a hundred dollar gift certificate to Grubhub. Whoa. And so I was like, ooh, I'm gonna have a nice little solo weekend for myself and order a bunch of um restaurants to delivery for Grubhub. Yeah. And I got the first night of WrestleMania, I got Denny's, which okay. I hadn't had in so long. And I That's love crazy. Denny's. I can't imagine that you can get Denny's delivered in Los Angeles. It was really fun. Where so I is got a, a Denny's even? There's one on Sunset right across from that big theater whose name I can't remember. Weird. The what? On the Gower. Gower, okay. Yeah. It's a it's a beautiful Denny's. Oh, that's right. I actually do in know Gower where that Gulch. Is. It's near an Arby's. Yes. Yes. Um. So my first night, I got the um Denny sampler platter. Okay. Which is onion rings, mozzarella sticks, mm -hmm. fries, and buffalo chicken boneless buffalo chicken tenders. How did it travel? Incredible. Really? Because it was only from that place to my place. Right. Very reasonable. And your address is? And the package uh, 13. Mark's like, no, 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 <laughs> don't no, do no. It, don't do beep, it. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. <laughs> no. Too many people know my address from my comedy Absolutely. store show. Um, but it traveled great. But also the plastic, they poked holes in the plastic to let the steam out. Crucial. So the fries traveled well great. in a way I didn't expect. Yep. All of this is to lead back to my sauces. Okay. This is going to be very long, but I'm apologizing now. Oh, okay. I also got, in addition to the sampler, I got a um, spicy barbecue buffalo burger with seasoned fries from um, Denny's. Okay. And so I, I had the appetizer thing, fell asleep during one of the matches, woke back up in time for the main event, saw the main event, went to the comedy store, got drunk, came back home, watched a lot of reaction videos to WrestleMania and ate that buffalo burger, mm -hmm. added mayonnaise to it. And it was fucking spectacular. The mayonnaise held the lettuce and the tomato and everything in there because the barbecue sauce was too slidey mm -hmm. and jalapenos were too slidey. So I added mayonnaise to both sides. I was also very stoned and a uh -huh. little drunk and it <laughs> hit the spot. And then the mayonnaise barbecue mixture dripping down from the burger onto the plate to swipe the fries through uh -huh. couldn't be beat. I think mayonnaise... It, it just You're saying mayonnaise all. so many times that the whole word is like it's not making sense in my ears anymore. The, like you just said mayonnaise for the 16th time. And I was like, just focusing on the oh, word. OK, mayonnaise. So and then here's the second part of it. Mayo uh, is that for day two, I ordered myself California Pizza Kitchen to be delivered. How is there mayonnaise in that food? Because I one I ordered their um, spinach artichoke dip with chips. Oh, it was really good. I hadn't had spinach, spinach artichoke dip in mm -hmm. so long and mayonnaise is a critical component of that 100 with parmesan cheese yeah Ooh, it was so good traveled well again but i also tried the um bacon club pizza jesus from... dude you had like eighteen thousand calories this weekend yeah remember when we didn't talk much mm -hmm. <laughs> it's because i was in a coma on my couch watching recovering wrestling. from your comedy album <laughs> taping which we have to talk about oh we'll get there we'll get there um but the it's this is one of the best pizzas i've ever had in my life and mayonnaise is a big part of that. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. <laughs> For mayonnaise. anyone who doesn't like mayonnaise, they're still sure not going to like listening to this. I don't care. What it, I, I stand on. by it. So the it's just a pizza base with a chicken, a uh, couple different cheeses, bacon, just a normal like bacon ch chicken pizza. Nope. I know, I know you think chicken is overrated. I, and chicken I normally does not agree belong with on a you. pizza. I do. I agree, except for in this instance, it really worked out. But I agree. Okay. I agree. All right. I'll put my bias aside. Also, CPK is they invented the CPK. the um, barbecue chicken pizza. They're the inventors of it. Well, with fuck the, that with place the... then. They've, <laughs> they've unleashed a fucking plague upon our society. Chicken has no place on a pizza, barbecue or not. It changed with mayonnaise. This it is changed insane. American culture. The barbecue chicken pizza created by CPK changed the American pizza culture forever. Ugh, I'm so against it. Parmigiani, if you're listening, I only fuck with the kind of pizza that you make. Uh, anyone who loves pizza does not like this kind of pizza. So this pizza <laughs> kind of sucked, except that on top of it, it's a bacon chicken club pizza. So separately, they send a bunch of mixed greens lettuce okay. and a bunch of thinly sliced tomatoes. And you put that on top of the pizza. And then there's a lemon aioli dressing Jesus that goes on top of that. So I'm building all of it. And I drizzled this lemon mayo aioli dressing over the top. And that mayonnaise held the lettuce down so that you could lift up each slice. Ugh. And it was like a sharp tangy snap from the lemon the greens made it feel like i'm eating salad there's bacon underneath there and a bunch of cheese jesus christ man it was incredible have you pooped, hmm? have you pooped? no <laughs> 
No. <laughs> You're going to be like a sloth. I just learned this. Sloths poop once a week. And when they poop, it's one third of their body weight. And that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be you. Yeah. <laughs> in like four days time, you're going to show up looking all dewy and you'll be like, ah, ah, ah. you come in and I'm hanging from my shower curtain yeah. like, help. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, funk. <laughs> Good Lord, Mike. Well, the people underneath me are like, did he drop a bowling ball? What is going on up there? His WrestleMania poop finally just dropped. Good Lord. I didn't expect to do 10 minutes on mayonnaise and my meals, but I really, it was really fun. It was energizing. And no, I have not pooped yet. Wow. That, yeah. that is fun. Yeah. Well, speaking of decadent things, I wanted to talk about this cool um, thing that I got in the mail about the... Um, it's there there's a company in oklahoma that is going to be making the largest edible ever for 420 i think we have video of it um that they emailed to me as well happy yeah. birthday there's your picture oh there's my birthday picture that's me blowing weed kisses that's nice i like that picture and next is the video i believe and then okay so here's the video so zen cannabis is an oklahoma company and they are making this um enormous edible for the uh, 420 holiday, um, the 420-pound treat will take 12 40-gallon vats of milk chocolate and 100 pounds of cannabis flour to make with the 9 by 4 feet bar packing a potency of 4,200,000 milligrams of THC. 4 million milligrams of THC? 4,200,000 milligrams. That's according to this press release. I mean, obviously, this is they say so. <laughs> so I'm not there to uh, lab test it or potency check it, but... Um, that's kind of like a fun, a fun thing to do is make that. history with like a Guinness book, Guinness World Book of Records. How do you say it? Guinness Book of World Records? Yeah. Um, sorry, my brain just did a little twisty because it's still thinking about mayonnaise. <laughs> um, I think it's neat. I think it's fun. I like the biggest ever kind of things all the time. I love the biggest ever of you anything. Know? Like cows made out of butter, all that kind of stuff. I think it's fun. Absolutely. With with something like this, where are they making that? Is it going to be in Oklahoma? Yeah, it's in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Zen Cannabis in the Zen Canna Factory. Uh, and they're super excited about it. So I wonder what they're going to do with it afterwards. I mean, I hope they like break it up and give it to dogs. Give it to <laughs> No, that would kill them. Dogs are allergic to chocolate. You want to kill dogs? No. Well, what? That's their suggestion. I didn't suggest you that. You said that. Th I thought Mike I read it. Mike wants to kill dogs. I thought I read it. Nope. Dogs are, can't have chocolate or weed, dude. The one time Mr. Moo, who's snoozing on the couch here between us, ate a ball of hash it was just such an uncomfortable yeah. night for him he i would was, never wish that on any animal oh poor little guy he didn't like it at all i'd be i bet if you gave a crow weed i bet it would become three times as smart and probably like write i don't a think book. they're gonna give it to animals i think they will hopefully break it up and give it to medical patients oh that would be fantastic i get anxious when you talk about giving weed to animals i don't most animals aren't smart enough to handle weed well and i really hate it when people post like oh i got my dog high or you know all that kind of like it just bums me out because it's yeah. like ugh, it really doesn't help our cause of you know wanting to like destigmatize and normalize cannabis use and not be like a fucking idiot so, yeah i've been i've seen like so that. many videos actually i don't even want to give them any more play sure let's move on from that but the idea of giving all of those all of those milligrams to medical patients in oklahoma is such a great idea thank you <laughs> yeah much better than mine um i think it's neat it's going to be the total bar weight is supposedly going to be 420 pounds um total hours to make 360 they've got all these cute factoids on here they mailed me this um non-medicated sample to celebrate it as kind of like a can we try it willy wonka golden ticket situation this is just their chocolate it doesn't have cannabis in let's it. let's try their chocolate all right let's i'll i'll open it very mayonnaise slowly. filled mayonnaise <laughs> wait really wow mayonnaise wonder, filled chocolate would you try mayonnaise with chocolate i will try anything with mayonnaise or chocolate or together mm. absolutely a line of gourmet chocolates filled with mayonnaise sounds interesting i would give it a shot it's good this is good chocolate yeah it's really nice not too sweet mm -hmm. not overly white sugary it's high quality yeah mm -hmm. wow yeah well it's really nice nice job Zen. um and thanks for sending us over all of this information we'll keep an eye out for it on 420 as we run around in la and do a bunch of stuff yeah we're gonna be mm. having a great high holiday i'm so excited for all the stuff we have going on for anyone listening if you want to check out our show We've got a show on 420, Weed and Grub Live, 9.30 at the Ice House in Pasadena. We've got a couple of great guests booked, and um, we've got giveaways, and we're just going to have a fantastic time, and I'll get you a sitter, Mr. Moo. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. So he can stay home. 
And on 419, I'm doing my show at the Comedy Store, 1030 at night that that Thursday um, to ring in 420. The Comedy Store hit me up and they were like, do you want to ring in 420 and do like a little midnight weed fueled celebration? I was like, there's nowhere I'd rather be and there's nothing I'd rather celebrate more than doing some comedy, ringing in 420 and uh, being around buds. It kind of does feel like New Year's. It'll be so fun to spark one at midnight with you and like lean into that whole day. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Don't you think on days like 420, Uber and Lyft should instead of having price increases should have price decreases so everywhere can get everywhere safely yeah wouldn't that be so much better that would be so nice yeah and then they should also release something like bicycle uh what are those things that people ride around in china in the back of a bike rickshaw don't you think there should be like i would love like 420 rickshaws to go around in la that would be so dope also 419 the day of your show is bicycle day which is the celebration of uh, albert hoffman discovering lsd and he took that bicycle ride home from his lab and tripped balls that's right so it's that double the double days 419 and 420 it's an excellent pair of days celebrating uh consciousness expansion so if you come to my 419 show at the comedy store i will be handing out acid to every (laughs) single person every single dog you bring your dog i'm giving you acid that's <laughs> i'm joking because god doesn't want me to say that <laughs> Don't say it. um awesome i'm so excited god just choked me out <laughs> oh my gosh hilarious um, um that's cool awesome we also have some uh cool speaking of 420 and things moving in the fun correct direct mm-hmm. uh we have a pretty sweet news story this week which is um heartening compared to oh, how yeah. i've been feeling about weed lately are we at the news store we also have some letters from friends um oh. that we were gonna read as well oh let's do letters first you want to do letters first yeah, and then news? i mean my tangent rocked it was pretty freaking good <laughs> but let's do some uh here let's foreshadow the rest of the app we're gonna do letters from people who wrote to us mm-hmm. we're gonna do a news story we're gonna do contest winners yep shout out ed shout out king fisher and then buds of the week and then buds of the week and then um and probably some riffing about mayonnaise between now and the end. I have a couple callbacks I'd like to make if cool. they fit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking down. of them. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I wanted to read a letter from Ryan who wrote in to say, um, new listener. Hey guys, I just wanted to send a message and say hi, lol. I'm starting from the beginning and listening to the podcast. I truly love it. I listen to it while I stock shelves. I just listen to you guys and the tender friends and you guys talk about how all good things come in buckets. And I literally laughed out loud around people because I thought about your lube that you had in your nightstand that you said was in a bucket. (laughs) I don't remember that. A bucket of lube. A bucket of lube. Yeah. Okay. I am hoping that I catch up to the new episodes eventually. Thanks for bringing a smile to my face and knowledge to my brain. Love one stoner to another. Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. That is so awesome. Starting at the beginning, I mean, that's five years worth of episodes that you have to catch up on. So much rambling. And no, uh, not one mistake. Never a mistake. Zero. Always perfect. Perfect comedy, entertainment, and education at all times. I can't. I, I would love to go back and listen to some of those old ones when we were truly like recording for a really long time and then like really heavy edits as opposed to now where we're like, let's hang out for an hour, shoot the breeze, do no edit drop if possible, you know. It's just, it's, it's a fun evolution. So I'm glad that Ryan is like going all the way back, checking it out. I remember we had some like very fun debates, very spicy um, arguments. Yes. Um, yeah. And a good time. He is also, he is also correct that we are correct. Everything that comes in a bucket is fun. That's right. Lube, popcorn. Chicken. Chicken. Yeah. Um, uh, what's, what's the seafood thing in a bucket? Seafood thing oh, in the a bucket. Oh, the boil. A seafood oh, boil. Yep. Yeah, bucket of crabs. Bucket of crabs. Mm-hmm. A bucket hole of... in a bucket, like a glory hole. Popcorn. Yep. I said popcorn. Hole, hole in a bucket. What are you talking about? Like you know, if there's a hole in a bucket, mm-hmm. I mean, like a glo- like a glory hole. What I do not know what you're talking about. What is a hole in a bucket of popcorn like a glory hole? Like when you cut a hole in a bucket of popcorn. Mm-hmm. This doesn't. Re- this isn't ringing a bell from one of our first episodes. The popcorn trick. I know the buttering popcorn with a straw trick, but what are you talking about cutting a hole in the bucket of popcorn trick? I feel like because you didn't go, you went to high school in Canada, right? Correct. Okay. I, maybe this is like, because we've we've talked before about how in America, certain things just kind of hit every single generation of high schoolers. Sure. 
like certain jokes, certain running jokes, every mm-hmm. single generation thinks they're the first one to hear it, but it's like somehow it just, it's the same shit, different day. Okay. And the popcorn trick, which is where you cut a hole in the bo- bottom of the bucket of popcorn, you put your dick in it. That way, when your date reaches into the popcorn to grab the popcorn, mm-hmm. they feel your erect schlong uh-huh. and go, oh man, I'm so glad I'm feeling that. And then you get a um, buttery hand job in the theater while watching the new Transformers. That's the dream, huh? That's, well, I, I think, don't know about I that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just think the reality of that would be like, you stick your dick into a bucket of popcorn. It takes her a while to like eat enough popcorn to get down to it, by which time you have lost your boner. And then she just gets a handful of like flaccid, greasy, salty dong. And then everyone's oh. embarrassed. And then the date is over is over yeah and then you're just like sliding your dick out of a popcorn bucket and then you get arrested (laughs) so that's how that goes wait you do make me want to do some quick math oh because i just watched a video where um a bunch of dudes not knowing each other's uh wiener sizes put themselves in order from biggest to shortest wiener who who measured um they revealed at the end Okay. It, but the guys all talked and worked it out together it was like to see. Like self-reported. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was, and so I know what the average U.S. male hard shaft is right now. Whoa. Um, how tall do you think a bucket of popcorn is? Like, how how big is the bucket inch wise? Uh, ten inches. Ten inches, right? Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And then with that layer of popcorn on top, will we add another like half inch of another of, two inches? I'd say like a total foot tall, big bucket of foot popcorn. Foot tall. Mm-hmm. Okay. The average erect male wiener is 5.2 inches yes so you're absolutely right for the trick to work you would have to eat over six inches of popcorn just to reach the tip yeah so fast just to get to your yeah yeah just before you reach that moment of um sexual horror (laughs) yeah (laughs) the math doesn't work out at all your erection is not going to last that long that's also also true it's just a terrible idea on every level but um (laughs) Thanks for the refresher. I had (laughs) forgotten about that. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. (laughs) So glad you're listening. We're so stoked to have new listeners and keep growing as we we go. See, this is my kind of science. Mm -hmm. I don't mean like sexual assault science. I mean, like if you were to like, I'm good at math when the popcorn trick is involved. Sure. When when we're talking about like Roman numerals or whatever. Yeah, I remember early on you, you calculated how much cum it would take to an olympic sized swimming pool and i did it fast it was disgusting well we had taylor help us remember uh yes yeah it was well anyway but we don't need to revisit that (laughs) sorry i brought it up like we if if like if there was like only fans high school right i think i would actually like retain a lot of information historical mathematical scientifical Mm -hmm. i would be able to retain it all scientifical especially scientifical Mm -hmm. i want to read a letter too okay well actually it's a review can we go over to it mark because i want people to leave reviews for our podcast um thank you for leaving this ally who proposed to her now fiance oh at sf sketchfest at sf sketchfest shout out ally hi who's globe trotting the world right now as well yes all over the place. Her Instagram is super fun. Really cool to see. So she wrote us a review on iTunes. Leave us five stars on iTunes. Leave us five stars on Spotify. It helps. Write a review. Mm-hmm. Bert Kreischer, we almost beat you this week. <laughs> we are so close to overtaking your spot in the top comedy podcasts in America. Coming for you. Allie wrote, first of all, yes, MJ, you're definitely strong enough to break a banana in half. Second of all, I really relate to Mike's cutting board and spoon strategy. Growing up in a household that was constantly overwhelming and hectic, we often didn't have many clean dishes, so I tried to create as little dirty dish as possible. That is exactly why I use the peel as a cutting board and the same spoon as my cereal to scoop slices of banana from the peel onto my bowl of cereal. However, I also use MJ's banana monkey peeling style. Often, I will forget about it and start to... peel the banana from the stem end, but many times instead of peeling the banana, it just starts to split and then the peel splits in a strange way and mushes the banana at the tip. When this happens, I flip my banana over and split monkey style. Wild. I mean, it is so bizarre to me to learn that so many people do this, break it in half and use the cutting peel as a cutting board situation. My brother left me a voicemail today saying, I'm listening to last week's up about banana and I do the exact same thing, break it in half cutting board style. Glazer family tradition. Allie Glazer, universal. More people do it than do whatever you do. (laughs) Okay. Well, I had never heard of it. I've made it into my 40s without ever having heard of this and it's just blowing my mind. 
uh, that's great. I will try and adapt. I will I will try it out for myself. I've never done the monkey peeling style that you describe mm -hmm. yet. I have always encountered the mushy tip when I peel from the stem. <laughs> More mushy tip talk. More mushy tip talk. Uh -huh. So Allie bringing up the mushy tip talk mm -hmm. is completely relatable and gets me excited to try the monkey peel end because that mushy tip, especially when it gets like a little bit brown and gummy, and yeah. I never want to put that in my mouth. It's always a bummer and I always do eat it, but I don't want to. I want... I want um I want banana as it should be. Yeah. So mushy tip is a great place to avoid if you're a stem opener. Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> would you try the cutting using the peel as a cutting board method? I just said I would. Well, you're making smoothies every morning with banana. I am making smoothies. I was given a magic bullet blender recently as a gift by my brother-in-law and it's changed my life. I am making um, my own almond milk. I got to bring it up again because I'm virtue signaling. Um, I am using a, like homemade almond milk, bananas and frozen fruit and just zizzing it up every morning. And it's like so great. And I'm feeling really good in the mornings. Like I, I was for a while there kind of like doing eggs with a piece of toast. And I thought that that was pretty good. A little protein start. But no, it turns out my body actually wants fruit and almond milk. That sounds Great. really nice. Yeah. And then I'm eating a sandwich every fucking day. So <laughs> for my sandwich series. So uh, that good you to, just to cracked a thousand pivot. followers on. Thank you. Yes, I did. Congratulations. Thank you so much. First a month, a couple things go viral. 100K yeah. plus views. And you cracked a thousand followers starting from scratch. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been really fun. I've had a couple of ones that were like, obviously, you know, they were intended to be provocative. I knew that making a sandwich about pussy, pussy grabbing was going to, um, you know, get the bros to come out. And sure enough, they're showing up in full force and they are pissed. Good. So, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, the, the sandwich, by the time this comes out, the sandwich that will have dropped yesterday is uh, Andrew Tate Dan Bilzerian sandwich. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> Archie, what are you doing? Crazy lunatic. Cool. And you're like for both of them. Oh yeah, it's it's a pro Andrew Tate and Dan Bilzerian that kind of guy sandwich. Cool, it's and like, it's yes, and it's women. like a dick in the middle of a. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it's a it's a chicken Caesar wrap, and it's just about how you shouldn't ever trust a man who doesn't have art on his walls. Because I just saw a video of Andrew Tate, who's I guess now out of Romanian prison on home arrest, and he was like pacing around in a bunker smoking a cigar shirtless, and he just looked like a lunatic. And I was like, oh, he thinks this is hot. All I could see is that there's no art on the walls. And I was thinking about when we went to Dan Bilzerian's Bel Air compound and he also had no art on the walls. And I was like, of course, these dudes are terrible to women. Of course, they're terrible to women because they haven't fed their souls. They're fucking starved souls. They're like, yeah. Yeah. Lunatics. No amount of money and ejaculation and, is muscles. and muscles is going to fulfill mm -mm. that no they're bottomless pits of need so i can't wait to eat see that sandwich yeah i will make you the sandwich to eat as well if you like it was delicious it's the mayo for me uh, yes <laughs> i knew it would come back promo spot at <laughs> it's the mayo for me on all platforms um when you're making these morning smoothies have you tried ali and i's banana trick yet yeah uh, not yet because i just although i will tomorrow i will break the banana in half and i will give it a shot okay yeah would love to see it okay <laughs> I'll get video proof and I'll text it over to you just so you know. Cool. Because I, I forgot to put the um, Instagram votey thing on our story. Oh. So I have a lot of work to do for this podcast. I have to pull the banana clip. I have to put up a little vote for how you peel your banana. Oh, that's I, right. I, I dropped the ball. Um, well, you were recording recently. your comedy specials. So I mean, was... it was standing room only two shows and I'm pretty proud of it. So, you know, it was best case in every way. Like it was so packed. There were a few people who couldn't get in, which is a shame. But otherwise... I felt like every aspect of that night was just so fabulous. I that. Sorry. I hope you felt it as well. I do feel it. Um, I am going to take a little bit of space to shout out producer Mark, who became director Mark, who absolutely shot the shit out of my special with mm -hmm. his crew. Um, I can't wait to dive into the edit and see where this all goes. But the shows were incredible. Mark brought the heat. You saved the day. I cannot thank you enough. So I must also thank you on pod the way that I thought I thanked you off pod for everything you did, including second show, end of show, surprising me on stage with a birthday cake <laughs> where the entire crowd sang happy birthday. And I got to make a wish with friends, family, strangers, folks. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you so much to everyone who came out. Thank you, Mary Jane, so much for carrying such a heavy load and dealing with my neuroses um, when I would get stressed out about it. It was a blast. And uh, yeah. It was such a good time. Cool. So congratulations. I can't wait to see the finished product. You know, 
I can't either. Buy it on all platforms, streaming everywhere, sold to Comedy Central. Yeah, I think all we're going to give that a go. Yeah. Just, we're certainly going to make the best edit we can and then see if it can live anywhere. Fantastic. Yeah. So hopefully it will. Um, Sweet. It, it's also the kind of thing where if I the very next night I had no material because my job is to start from scratch and have nothing. And I was hosting an entire show. So I just went up there and I was like, I'm going to do a great job hosting. I'm going to bring these people up, but I have nothing. And I just like 10 minutes of new premises. I've been excited to be exploring that I haven't explored yet. And it felt so good. I feel so excited about comedy again because I'm I'm starting good. from nothing. And that feels great. Oh, gosh. That's just wonderful. That's so good to hear. Yeah. Gosh. Golly gee. Golly gee. <laughs> Talked about whale blowholes. Whoa. All right. You know, really hard hitting commentary. Put some mayo in there. Oh, seal it up. <laughs> Should I do mayonnaise comedy this time around? <laughs> we'll see. I'm certainly passionate enough about it. I'm so excited. Um, well, Is this a good spot for our news story? Oh, fuck. We forgot about that. Yeah, let's do our news story real okay. quick. Um, Grublet Gazette this week is a great news story uh, coming to you from MarijuanaMoment.net. It is that the Illinois Senate has passed a bill to block police from searching cars based on uh, marijuana smell, which is fantastic. So they approved legislation that would prevent the smell of marijuana from being used as probable cause to search a vehicle or its passengers. The Senate voted 33 to 20 on Thursday to pass the bill, and it's now set to be considered by the House's, uh, the state's House of Representatives. Um, the bill sponsors Senate Senator Rachel Ventura said in a statement that the proposal would protect Illinoisians, is that what they're called? Illinoisians' rights against unreasonable searches. Uh, she said people, especially people of color, are unnecessarily pulled over far too often. The odor of cannabis alone shouldn't be one of those reasons. Cannabis is legal in Illinois, and it is a pungent scent that can stick to clothes for extended periods of time. Um, so she knows what's up, and I'm so glad that that has been uh, pushed through and passed, and hopefully the House of Representatives will sign off on it real quick, and that'll be law, which will be fantastic. Such a big deal, especially when um, I'm still learning how to use my rights in yes. a way that like allows me to stand up for myself in situations where a cop is pulling me over and trying to squeeze as much juice out of that interaction as they possibly can. Right. And I know that smell has led to suspicion, which leads to probable cause, which leads to a canine unit coming out, which leads well, to yeah, a so search. The, like it gets hairy quickly. The bill, This bill was a response to a Will County court case in which a defendant was pulled over and arrested after the officer detected, quote, a strong odor of burnt cannabis. And the defendant said someone had smoked cannabis in the car a long time ago. And they were like, this is not valid for being able to pull someone over and search and then arrest them. Yeah. It's it's massive, too, because, I, I mean, if I was that guy, I would have said, I, I no. Like, I wouldn't have but given anything. you can't anything. just say no. Well, I would have been like, lawyer, First Amendment, oh, yeah, Fifth Amendment, Fourth Amendment. Like, I would just start yelling a different numbered amendments until I land okay. on the right one. Great. And then I'd be like, lawyer, I've seen SVU. None of them ask for it. All of them should. Like, <laughs> you know, but but genuinely, I've, I've been pulled over enough times and been very scared enough times to know that like it, any kind of suspicion can lead to them, you know, yeah. um, getting getting more out of a traffic stop than they should legally be allowed to. Yes. So, man, don't ad admit to anything. Always say no and always ask, am I being detained? And I'd like to see a supervisor because they will and record yourself. And Yeah, I was just going to say and throw on that camera. Yep. You know, there's so much now that we are seeing and catching because of cameras that historically uh, cops were just getting away with. So, yeah, put them on blast. Absolutely. I don't know how your algorithms are, but every so often, like especially with a news story like this coming out of, out of Illinois, I will watch um, cop pulls over, gets eviscerated kind mm -hmm. of TikToks and reels. Mm -hmm. And some of them I'm suspicious of because I'm like, I feel like you were doing a lot to get pulled over to then make an example out of this cop. Like there's, there's sometimes I'm like, I think you're just being an asshole for no reason to this mm -hmm. officer. Mm -hmm. But there are other times when that officer is really pushing the limits of the law yeah. and acting like if you don't know what those limits are, then I'm going to get away with a lot. It's crazy. And um, there, you I'm were learning. Just making me I'm think learning. Too, there's a, I don't know if you follow, um, there's a dude, I think his handle is Tizzy Ent. And he, you know, just posts videos of people doing shitty things and calls them out and is like, you know, find out who they are. Let's like, let's unmask this terrible racist or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he was just posting a story um, about a woman who was being harassed by her ex who was a cop. And he kept like breaking into her home and then she would call the cops and they would show up 
and they would always take his side, even though she had video. Like at one point, he had broken into her house by squeezing through a window the day before. And then she came home another day and found him, called the cops. And then he, when the cops came, he showed his bruises and he was like, she hit me, she hit me. And she was like, that's from crawling in the window yesterday, you absolute fucking nightmare. So finally she got everything on video and they had to take her um, word for it because she had video proof that this guy was actually being um, scary and abusive. But um, yeah, the cops were just totally like taking his side and it was just so crazy. Yeah. I, there are a couple of <sighs> times that something like this, like I've been very fortunate. I remember one time I went through TSA without remembering that I had a little metal dugout in my mm -hmm. carry-on. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going through my stuff to get my charger while I'm waiting in the uh, terminal and I see it and I'm like, my heart stopped because yeah. had I known it was in there, I truly would have just thrown it away as mm -hmm. opposed to throwing caution to the wind. Um, but then when we flew back from Alaska, um, because they were so generous and I had just had all that loose bud in my pocket. Oh yeah, I had that's all right. You were stinky. stinky. <laughs> I was sticky and stinky. Mm -hmm. And I had just had like crystals and leaves and stuff all yeah, over my pocket. Yeah, remember the inside pockets. of your pocket looked like a freshly mown lawn. It was yeah. just like, and it was, it was not even any bud in there. It was just like the remnants of having put it in, yeah, tucked it away. Exactly. So a law wow. like this in Illinois, I hope that it goes to other um, legal states so that we can, we, we can, we can have, um, we can have, we can have a little bit of fair fairness when it comes to we like breathe. yeah 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 like if I'm allowed to smoke a joint on the streets of New York you should be allowed to like have your car smell weird but not be driving under the influence don't drive under the influence yeah and this this law specifically would not affect um things around impaired driving like obviously don't don't get super fucked up and drive please um we have our contest winners to get to yeah Kingfisher syrup thank you Ed uh check out Kingfisher syrup we will post a link to Kingfisher in the show notes. Um, Ed is making fantastic, delicious infused syrups in uh, three flavors right now. And we ran a contest on our Instagram. We asked for you all to write in and say what you would use uh, any of the blueberry, honey, or ginger syrups to make. And we said we would pick some winners. So um, I'd like to pick one first. Okay. Uh, I should also say... If you're listening to this app and maybe we put the time code in for this part in, mm -hmm. in our IG, message us. We will connect you with King Fisher. Yes. And then King Fisher will get your address. And figure out how to get you. And figure out the... how to get you your stuff. Yes. Okay. So that first person, J.Warner. J.Warner said, I would make a big pitcher of sparkling ginger lemonade to share with friends on a nice spring day. Nice. Congratulations, Jade. Our first winner. Our second winner is You're So Licious. Uh, Marvin, who wrote, I'd use the ginger syrup to make a teriyaki glaze for some grilled chicken thighs. The honey syrup would be perfect for a buttery baklava with pecans, cinnamon, and walnuts. And finally, I would use the pineapple in a mocktail with some orange juice, Sprite, and kava kava extract. I think the sweetness and brightness... Wow, he wrote a whole dissertation on this. I think the I think sweetness... you have a new co-host. I am <laughs> out of here. The sweetness and brightness of the pineapple would pair well with the tingly, peppery flavor of the kava kava as an aperitif. As an after-dinner cocktail, it would synergize with the cannabis to create a very relaxed experience to get you to that rest and digest state, Marvin. Ooh. Wow. Well, Kingfisher syrup is coming your way. Yeah. So is this cold sweat that I just <laughs> broke into. My God. Who else we got? Uh, the other one was Philip Matthew Cloacy, mm -hmm. who I'd like to shout out because it said, I'd make some honey walnut shrimp with a honey syrup. Definitely some waffles with the blueberry and probably some garlic salmon with the ginger. Lovely. Love that because... It's the idea of like, we could all make these craft cocktails and mocktails, but like making some kind of honey walnut shrimp with the honey kingfisher syrup yeah. makes so much sense. It's so versatile that I just loved that answer. Sweet and savory. I love that garlic, salmon, ginger idea. Mm -hmm. And make sure you take the poop trail out. That's what first episode of Top Chef, that guy got eliminated for keeping the poop trails in his shrimp. So, poop trail. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Philip, when you make that honey walnut shrimp, devein it. Devein it. Devein. <laughs> I was like, poop trail. Let's call it what it is. It's not a vein. It's, yeah, it's an intestine. It's an intestinal tract that's full of poop. Yes. Um, <laughs> congrats, Philip. Uh, next up, <laughs> we have Tiffany, uh, Tiffany MYCL1, who said, I'd start my day with the honey simple syrup mixed in my bulletproof coffee and shamelessly probably a squirt straight down the gullet as the cherry on top. Oof. Ooh, my kind of answer. Uh, Tiffany King. Fisher syrup is coming your way. And we've got one more. Two more. One more. What? Yeah, we did Jade, You're Solicious, Tiffany, and Philip. Oh, then Sabrina Spears. Yeah. 
mocktails and barbecue sauces. Yep. Shout out Sabrina. Kingfisher coming your way. The first infused barbecue sauce I've ever had was in Alaska with a stony moose and Ketchikan a couple weeks ago. I'm Mm -hmm. still reeling from it. So the fact that Sabrina, who's also in Alaska and Anchorage, and Sabrina, I know we follow each other on Instagram. I'm just going to also say congrats on moving into your new place. I know you've been working very hard to find a place to call your own. So hopefully these uh, infused syrups are also a beautiful housewarming from Kingfisher. And I can't wait to hear all about the barbecue sauces you make with them. Lovely. Yeah. Um, well, that wraps our contest. And that also brings us to Buds of the Week and the end of this very special episode of Weed and Grub because it's my birthday and I got to go. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mary Jane. Thank you, Mike. I mean, last week, my Bud of the Week was me. Do you and my be... Bud of the Week was also you. Yeah. So <laughs> do you want to do that for your birthday? No, it's fine. <laughs> You're so much better than me. My Bud of the Week this week is me again. Uh, it's been a really nice week. I kind of feel like I'm crushing it right now, which is nice. Wow. So I'm going to uh, just shout me out uh, again. No, I'm just kidding. I have an I have a really special bud this week, actually. Um, I'm gonna pull them up right here. Mountain Air Cannabis, uh, Donnie and Jen. Uh, I don't know how much I can say on pod versus like I want to do some peek behind the curtain about these people, but I also don't want to say too much because of how special they are and how you should follow their Instagram, Mountain Air Cannabis. Mm-hmm. What I will say is Donnie came to my comedy store show. We hit it off. He was very generous with gifts. For that comedy store show, um, he and Jen, who I'd heard a lot about but hadn't met until my taping, were both equally, doubly, and triply generous um, for everyone at my taping. And the cannabis is fire. The other things are fire. They're generous, great people. And another time, I was just walking down the street. I was walking down... Uh, Hollywood Boulevard and I run into Donnie at like one in the morning and he's just like on the street with a bunch of homies and I was like oh my gosh so like this kismet energy of us keep running into each other um him supporting um what I'm trying to do means the world Jen is one of the sweetest people they came to both tapings yeah and um I could go on and on but I I just would ask everyone please follow Mountain Air Cannabis and um if they're the kind of people that you are interested in Great stuff, great folks, and uh, I can't thank them enough for coming into my life. Wonderful. Yeah. They are great buds. Uh, It was so nice to hang with them a little bit at your show. Um, My bud of the week is Laura Ann from Laura Ann's Jams. Laura Ann was a guest on our podcast a while back. She is a famous jam maker here in Los Angeles. Her jams were uh, featured by Oprah. She was the answer to a Jeopardy question once. And she's so cool. She makes the most beautiful artisanal uh, small batch craft jams, like small batch craft cannabis. And they're freaking delicious. And she sent me a package of jams and a homemade nut butter because of the sandwich series. And she was like, I just want to like supply you with some stuff to make yummy sandwiches with. And it was so generous and lovely. And she's just so freaking cool. And, uh, you know, local jam maker. So check her out at Laura Ann's Jam. She ships nationwide, maybe internationally. I don't even know, but she's got this crazy, my favorite of hers is the rock and jalapeno. Um, which you can use with sweet or savory. She's got a strawberry Syrah that's killer. She makes marmalades. There's a blueberry basil jam. Like there's all kinds of stuff. And she does like little sampler packages and it's a fantastic gift. Like, you know, Mother's Day is coming up. Go go check her out and um, send, and you, picnic. send your mom it's some jam. It's picnic season. It's fucking picnic season. Yeah. Maybe that's what I want to do for my birthday is have a picnic. A little picnic? Yeah. What, what are you, you eating? <laughs> Chocolate? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. It just looked to me like you picked something up like off your jeans and put it in your mouth. Well, I've done that too. I didn't actually see you like get that from anywhere. It was just like a random piece of food. <laughs> I know we're at the end, but can I tell you something gross that I told my therapist the other day? Sure. I, oh God. We can't drag it out. We're at the end, Mike. We got to wrap it up. Come on. <laughs> I believe that if you eat your scabs, it helps with regeneration and b- builds power inside of you. And I've eaten my scabs my whole life because I truly believe that there are certain properties inside of that healing of the cells that makes the scab, Mm -hmm. that by eating that, it gets reabsorbed into you. Therefore, you become stronger longer and you have rejuvenation effects through embracing the rejuvenation parts of you and like this recyclical Mm. style and thought. That sounds like something that you like animal kingdom style you know like that sounds very sort of like primal kind of yeah um yeah i mean i don't necessarily disagree i um also know that is why you like raw mushrooms in your salads because you like weird textures (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Ooh, are these scabs? Can I have extra scabs in yes. my C's? <laughs> extra scabs. Delicious. I was just listening to a woman who um, studies pus. And she was like, pus is like the coolest thing in the world. Like if you really know about like how it works and what it does, it's like kind of a magical, incredible thing. Oh, I'd love to learn more about that. Yeah. Maybe next week. What a delicious wrap up to this episode. I mean, we started, we started, this is a horny. A lot of mayonnaise talk. Yeah. A lot of cream based oh talk Oh my God, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike. This has been fun. Mary Jane, the happiest of birthdays to you. Um, you. Everyone listening to this episode, slide into Mary Jane's DMs. Ooh. Say happy birthday. Send her a big fat whisk pic. Yes, please. And um, have beautiful weeks, everyone. And we'll have talk to time. you in uh, seven days. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.